It's Jade and I am here in our headquarters in downtown St. Paul. And I'm very excited to not just be talking to somebody, but actually seeing people, uh, as I don't get to do that too frequently. And uh, the two faces that I'm seeing right now are Michael Stipe of REM and Aaron Dessner of Big Red Machine and The National. Uh, hello. Hi. How are you guys? Very well. Thanks for having us. So happy to have you and... Uh, so happy that you guys are making some music together. Uh, the song No Time for Love Like Now is absolutely beautiful and I've been enjoying listening to it. And uh, I saw that the merch proceeds are gonna be donated to the Equal Justice Initiative and the COVID-19 protest fund. So uh, thank you for doing that as well. And Aaron, I kind of wanted to start with you. You know, they say, don't meet your heroes, uh, but how did that go for you? Uh, well, it went pretty well. Uh, my, as, as heroes go, Michael couldn't be nicer and more lovely. And and uh, but we yeah we met along. We actually met probably 15 years ago. Um, and then the national toured with REM, so we've known each other for a while. Uh, and and only made music together more recently. But uh, I don't know. You know, it's, I don't. I try not to think about it too much. It's surreal, but I'm also thankful. Um, also, just to realize that people you look up to turn out to be every bit as uh, talented and charming and, you know, kind of, it's nice when that happens. So, uh, but this has been a real, it's been just grateful for the opportunity and uh, it's nice in with what the world is going through to have music and be able to make stuff with friends and stuff you're inspired by and people you're inspired by and, and for a good cause, hopefully. And uh, yeah, so uh, just grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Music as a, a coping mechanism. That's what it's been for, me uh, a, a lot lately. I, I was kind of curious about how this all came together uh, because this this all happened pre-COVID, right? The the project itself. Yes, it did. It, it was at the Metropolitan, Aaron. Is that right? Yeah, we were. We Michael came to an opening. A Ragnar Kjartansson, the Icelandic artist, um, made this film a seven screen installation that uh, featured my brother and i and these other twin girls christine anna and um gita balti's doctor from the band mum um we had done it for eau claire the festival it was originated there it was called forever love but then ragnar took a one of the songs and made a a film of it called death is elsewhere um where it's just my brother and i and, and gita and christine anna paired together moving in a circle in an old lava field in iceland singing the song to each other and it's really beautiful and it premiered at the metropolitan museum of art and we invited michael and he came and then we just reconnected more recently and and uh, i mentioned that justin and i were working on a lot of big red machine music and kind of tried my luck and asked if i could send michael s some music and he, and he graciously said sure and that's kind of how it how the, the seed was planted i guess so did you do this? I know with a lot of Big Red Machine stuff or some of Justin's stuff that he's been working on, it's been a lot of send something out and then somebody sends something back to you. But were you guys able to actually get into a room together and make music together or was it very much uh, sending things back and forth? We were sending things back and forth, but that's for me, uh, historically, that's a very typical way to work um, going back to the early 80s because the, my contribution is often very solitary um, and the, the place that I have to go to in order to whatever, do my best work, I can't really do with other people around. So I, I go into this, you know, little whirlwind uh, of, of a thought activity. I don't know what to call it. 
and and what emerges is sometimes great and sometimes not great but i think with this song um it, i'm actually you know proud to say I, I think it's a really stunning stunningly beautiful piece and i'm so thrilled to work with aaron there, there is a, a quote that I, I keep thinking about when I'm thinking about the music people are releasing now, but that they maybe worked on, uh, you know, a while ago. Um, but Nick Cave in uh, this documentary said that sometimes when he writes songs, he feels really uh, like superstitious about it almost uh, because suddenly it feels like the, those lyrics are almost coming true. Do you have a tendency, Michael, to feel like uh, you're, some of the things you write are are prescient because this song feels very much in the moment. It is. I'm, uh, we finished it in November before before the time of COVID, and the lyrics um, are actually still to me a little chilling, uh, in just in terms of how much they reference what we're now what the whole world is going through. I started writing the song. the 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 chorus came out first, and then I had to flesh it out and. Um, that was uh, that happened um, af uh, in October. So I had the chorus, I think, and I had I think I had sent that to you, Aaron. Uh, and then uh, um, my great friend John Giorno passed away, died, and uh, that riv uh, for me that kind of riveted the, the the place where the song took place, and and a a, a big part of what it was. Uh, referencing, uh, and so uh, I kind of wrote John into uh, in, into it, and the song was finished. And then COVID hit, and and then suddenly the lyric had a completely different meaning. Uh, and then and then George, then everything that happened in America, uh, out of out of your city, um, and the necessary changes that come with that. It all feels like I was I was looking into um, some glass ball uh, into the future um, with with the lyric, and so it's it's a little freaky. It's not creepy because uh, it's happened before, and I'm I'm never I never get used to it. But it's a little weird. It's a little odd. But I like it that the you know for me music and art um, at their finest uh, help us through the moment that we're moving through, and perhaps help us to see a little bit of what the future might provide and, and this song feels like it's doing that in, in a really sweet way yeah it's it's there's melancholy to it but there's hope to it which i i think a lot of people need right now and i i'm glad that you brought up kind of you know where the world is because it, it is something that I, I think a lot about i'm sure you do as well when you're talking to your friends and your musician friends you know what is the the music scene going to look like? What is um, the music world going to look like? And I, I'm so grateful that all these independent venues are banding together. And Aaron, it, it just seems like this collective idea that you and Justin, um, you know, everybody who's kind of part of the big red machine and people in Eau Claire Fest, uh, that almost feels like the future to me as well. This uh, collective idea of musicians coming together and collaborating with each other um, and kind of lifting each other up. And uh, I, I don't know, but how, how do you see it? I definitely feel that um, I mean, right now there's, there's hopefully seismic shifts in our society occurring out of extreme sadness and frustration and kind of centuries of oppression finally it seems like maybe that there's you know the 
the dam is broken and there's actually real, real change coming. And obviously Minneapolis, um, sadly, with, with George Floyd's murder. But I think, you know, there, it's a, there's a lot of leadership coming out of um, Minneapolis and a lot of important dialogue, I think. Uh, so I'm just trying to listen a lot and learn, you know, we're all a product of the society that we have grown up in. And, and I'm spending a lot of time thinking about, like, my privilege and kind of all the things I've done and worked really hard to do, but at the same time probably benefited from, you know, um, a lot of things that fell in my, you know, luck and, and sort of like systemic uh, privilege or something. So things like community oriented projects and, and, and more socialized ways of thinking about everything are really important right now. I'm trying to redistribute just how, um, everything works in the music industry, whether that's venues and promoters or the way music get, gets released and, you know, how can people survive making art and how can, how can more, you know, voices be heard that aren't being heard enough. Um, so that's kind of, we've tried, we've really, ha we have tried with Bigger Machine, but more with Eau Claire and people we've been experimenting with trying to raise people up and give people voices and use this platform, you know, Justin, is a great example of someone who's had tremendous success that he never really kind of just happened, you know, cause he's he, he, from the beginning of Bon Iver, that first record just exploded. And then it's kind of been like sometimes an awkward thing for him because he, he's very much like a team player and very much a uh, never really wanted to be that kind of star. So he's often thinking about like, how do I, you know, reinvest in the community or, or like, give other people opportunities and the big red machine was kind of born out of that like like let's create a, a band that's not a band and it's a way to collaborate with people you love whether that's people you look up to or people you don't you know you've never met or you know um or giving passing the microphone around and um so that's it's still in its infancy but this feels like you know it can really accommodate a lot of ideas i think yeah it, it's been something that i've uh, appreciated especially with you know bringing voices like swamp dog back to uh everyone's attention as well it's been it's been lovely and I think that is something uh, about growing up as well. You know, when, when you start out and you're a young musician, uh, you think just by saying these words, writing these beautiful, you know, the, the sound that you're creating and the lyrics that you're writing down, that that's going to change the world. And I think uh, when you get a little bit older, or maybe this is just me, but you, you start to think about, okay, how can I actually create change? And how can I actually use my platform, um, you know, to, to do something tangible? And it feels like, uh, especially Michael, how specific you've been with the songs that you do release, because I, I feel like, and this is presumptuous of me, but that you're probably constantly creating and to uh, choose the specific moments that you release music out to the world, it feels like you're choosing to be very intentional about it now. You're talking about the more recent stuff that, I've put, that I'm putting out. As yeah, and that it's been um, towards different causes. Yeah, I mean, I felt, well, I was very, very lucky and perhaps privileged as a part of it, what Aaron was speaking of earlier, a, a big part of it. I was very lucky within the industry of music and and um, and then that industry changed and dramatically changed very dramatically um, right about the time I got out <laughs> and then I and then I really realized how much I love the medium of music and and, and, and how much I'm able to very naturally kind of participate in that and, and, and be a part of it and so 
I immerse myself back into it. Well, then comes the question, how do I release the stuff and what do I do with it? Once I don't have the um, apparatus that was once around this very giant thing called REM is no longer, I, you know, I don't have a manager. I don't have a PR person. I don't have um, a record company. I don't have a contract. All the physical ways of distribution have been radically altered by digital technology. What do I do? And the obvious answer was to put the music out uh, and try to draw attention to my other great passion outside of music and art, which is activism, um, and to support these uh, organizations or groups of people that are doing stuff that I really admire. And in in many ways, I'm I'm you know I'm a bit of a one-trick pony. I mean, I, w I was actually reading earlier today. I've, I'm going through a bunch of archives in my my storage unit, <laughs> which is which goes very deep. And I was reading an article that I did about, it was specifically about uh, toxic waste, uh, nuclear waste in 1989 uh, in New Zealand. <laughs> it was very, yeah. and I was like, wow, like I actually had studied this and knew all this stuff and I've long since forgotten it, but this is something that goes way back. And so with these songs, I really, uh, to wrap it up, I'm sorry, I, I tend to ramble. But with these songs, I, I, I wanted to release them and do so in a way that, um, shined a light on these organizations and these people that are doing really great work. And I can continue to be creative and be an artist and, and make music and release music, but allow that to become, for some people perhaps, uh, an entrance way into uh, this work that's being done by these great organizations. And I, I don't want to keep you guys for too much longer because I, I love talking about this and could just ramble on myself for way too long. Uh, but I, I'm curious if there is a, a particular artist or um, a, a song or an album that you've been turning to a lot more recently, uh, just for your own comfort or uh, just because it's something maybe that you just discovered that you could share with the listeners? I've been listening to classical music a lot. I tend to not listen to pop music at all, although I, I love pop music, but I, I find it overwhelming. Uh, overwhelming to the rest of my life. And so I tend to ignore it. Although uh, recently um, Arca released a new album, which um, I didn't like the last record that Arca put out, but, uh, but this one is pretty astonishing. And it's pure like Euro pop. It's really kind of incredible Euro pop. So uh, if anyone's looking for something new to listen to, Arca. Nice, what about you, Aaron? Well, I've been working, I've been like, the truth is I've been making so much music, it's kind of hard. I don't have much time to listen to other music, but I kind of, it was a real, yeah, I mean, the record that Dylan just put out, I have listened to it a lot. And, and then I go back and I listen, these days I listen to Nina Simone a lot, or Emma Hoy Segmarium, the Ethiopian nun, who's her piano, piano playing. If you don't know it, she's just search Emma Hoy. She's the most amazing. Uh, yeah, just a huge influence on me the last uh, many years. So kind of still in that mode. Yeah. Do you know the, there was a beautiful documentary that came out five years ago uh, called What Happened, Miss Simone? Yes. A, docu a feature documentary. My friend Jason uh, was producer on that film. It's an astonishing movie. So I could, I could strongly recommend, and there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of great music in it, but I could strongly recommend What Happened, Miss Simone to anyone uh, listening. Yeah, I think we could all listen to more of that right about now. In fact, I probably will end up playing that out of uh, your beautiful song, which I, I just want to say thank you again. And there's there's a particular line in it that uh, 
that jumps out at me and I'm talking about No Time for Love Like Now, the new song from Michael Stipe and Big Red Machine. And it's um, I'm waiting for you, whatever waiting means in this new place. And uh, for some reason that really just uh, struck me because I, I do feel like I'm constantly in a holding period. And I think that's, that's part of the tension that uh, we're feeling not only in Minnesota, but all across the world is this, uh, this kind of waiting period. And um, so I don't really have a question for that. I just think it's a really beautiful line. And I think it speaks to uh, where, we're, where we're at right now. And that's kind of the beautiful thing about music is how much it changes from, you know, when you write it to uh, when we start playing it and how it affects the people who hear it and how uh, they interpret it. So thank you for creating beautiful music for us to enjoy and, uh, and cope with. So thank you both for stopping and uh, I guess taking some time out of your day to chat with us here. Aaron and Michael, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us, Jay. Thank you. Thank you. And the song, we're going to listen to it right now. No Time for Love, Like Now, Michael Stipe and Big Red Machine. And again, uh, proceeds are going to be donated to the Equal Justice Initiative and the COVID-19 protest fund. Check it out. It's on The Current.